Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Wow, almost forgot the name of my own show for a moment, but that's what it is. It's Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our April 2009 edition of our worldwide open reading. We do this every month. It's a project of the Poetry Superhighway, hosted kindly by Blog Talk Radio. Here in Southern California, it's the first truly hot day of the, of the season. We've come out of uh, an excruciatingly difficult winter where we have temperatures, oh, at least as low as 64 degrees. So you can imagine how excited we are to have this warm day, uh, which we are accustomed to here in Southern California. My name is Rick Lupert. I am the MC of the show, the uh, force behind the poets for highway, and I'm glad to have you listening and I see many people already lined up to uh, read your poetry online, which uh, any of you listening are welcome to do. To do so, just call in. The number is 716-7362. That's in the 646 area code. It's area code 646-716-7362. We don't have any content or style restrictions. You can read anything that you want. Um, this show today may unintentionally uh, end up being uh, a special edition of the show. Um, as you may know, this week is Yom HaShoah, which is Holocaust Remembrance Day. That's this Tuesday, an annual commemoration of the Holocaust in which many, many people died. And every year I publish a special issue on the Poetry Superhighway of poetry submitted only during the week before uh, in commemoration, in memory of the Holocaust. So uh, instead of publishing just two poets online, as I do every week for Poets of the Week on Poetry Superhighway, this week I have 32 poets online, each with a poem uh, about the Holocaust. It's, a, it's really an extraordinary issue. I hope that you log in and, and read through it. Uh, just click on Poets of the Week at the main Poetry Superhighway menu at poetrysuperhighway.com and you can see all the poets published there. And I know that many of the people who were published this week as part of the special issue have said that they're going to try to call in and read their work. So as I mentioned, uh, this may end up being a special edition of Poetry Superhighway Live focusing on that. But uh, if you're calling or if you'd like to read a poem that isn't on that topic, uh, no problem whatsoever. It is a worldwide open reading, open to absolutely everyone. So again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. And we're going to get to the callers in just a moment. I want to also mention very quickly the ebook free-for-all, which we are in the middle of the entire month of April. Uh, we are open to ebook submissions. Just go to the Poetry Superhighway website, click on ebook free-for-all, and submit your poetry ebook. Uh, fill out the form there, and as long as, it, as it's a PDF less than one megabyte, you're in. And so the way it works is everyone sends in their ebooks, and on one day for 24 hours, on May 1st, all of the ebooks will be available for uh, for download to anyone who wants them. And when that is all done at the end of the 24-hour period. I will uh, post an information. I will post back on the website the list of all the books and how many each was downloaded. So it's a limited time offer. You can download as, uh, all of them, one of them, five of them, whatever you want. And uh, and more importantly, 
why not uh, put an ebook together? Maybe you don't have an ebook of your poetry. It's, it's not that hard to do. It, it could be as complex as you want, or you could uh, simply put together a Word document uh, with your poetry and export it as a PDF and and send that in. Uh, so it's it's a, both a way to expose your poetry to more people as well as to perhaps give you the opportunity to participate in the, the exercise of putting a book together or an ebook for that matter. So again, uh, click on uh, ebook free for all from the main poetry superhighway menu to participate in that. It's free. It's another another project of the poetry superhighway. As of yesterday, we had I think 38 ebooks submitted so far. We're about halfway through the month, maybe a little more. Last year we had had over 60, so um, I'm confident in the next couple of weeks uh, more people will submit their ebooks. If uh, we have a little strangeness with the ebook submission form, uh, where a few of the submissions didn't get through, you, some people submitted their ebook, they got the confirmation, but it never arrived to me. And I think there was a, a temporary error uh, on, on our end, which uh, has since been corrected. So if you did submit your ebook before, uh, you got yesterday's Poetry Superhighway newsletter, and you don't see it listed on the ebook free for all page, then I don't have it. So please do submit it again. I do add the books once a week. So if you submitted your book since you got yesterday's newsletter, I haven't added it yet, but I will be adding those uh, next week. I, I do the work once a week. So there you go. That's it. We have many callers. Um, our first caller is, uh, let's see, from the 614 area code. Hello. Uh, hello, Rick. This is Nicole. Can you hear me? Hi, Nicole. I'm good. Uh, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know why I say I'm good. You didn't ask how I was. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I'm on a new headset. I just want to make sure that I could actually be heard. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I hear a lot of background noise. It sounds like you've got the show on in the background. I can hear yeah, it echoing in the... I might want to turn that down. So, um, Nicole, you are one of the people who um, participated in this week's uh, special issue. So, uh, is that the poem that you're going to read? Actually, yes, it is. Um, I my poem is entitled "Somewhere," and obviously, it's about the Holocaust. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't have ended up in the special edition. And I just kind of want to say a few words before I read this. Um, when people think of the Holocaust, they might think of you know facts just in a dusty textbook, or they might think of all those films that they used to see with people's, people's emaciated faces staring out at them. But for many people, for many survivors, the experience of memories are all too real. Um, as many people know, a, a neo-Nazi group in 1977 applied for a permit to march in Skokie, Illinois, and that's a town that their population was about 40% Jewish. When this happened, the memories of the Holocaust came up to the surface for many of those survivors. And I recently saw the movie based on this event called Skokie, and I was just amazed that even after this and after so much history and so many people sharing their experiences about the Holocaust, that there are some people out there that still think that one of the worst genocides in the 20th century actually never occurred. I'm just flabbergasted. And so with this in mind, I wrote, and I will read somewhere. Somewhere, a lime pit had opened its mouth and swallowed his mother, and all that he is left with are sketches of her face tattooed inside his paper-thin eyelids, and 
endless refrains of mother words. The DJ in his mind respins them, respins them. She says, don't forget your coat, and watch out for your little brother, and I love you. In indelible ink, which will outlast the Nazi numbers tattooed upon his arm, you see, nothing can make you forget blood running through veins, carrying building blocks, reassembling themselves into a brand new configuration every time a new soul in your family is birthed. And how much your building blocks look like your mother's, look like your father's, look like your brother's, look like the faces staring out of the windows of trains, carrying them away so that the blood can run down a scrub half-toned gray hill of rocks that cannot understand just what that blood meant and cannot hear its screams. Silent, the kind that only heaven and ears that were pre-programmed to hear blood calling up from the ground can hear. Somewhere, the sky is singing above their heads, weeping yellow six-pointed stars back down to earth for us to find. And if anybody ever tells you that there were no trains, that there were no camps, that there were no congregations of hollowed eyes, staring out of fences, peering, searching the horizons for heaven, to come back down to earth, that there were no hearts crying, pleading for the chance to sit Shiva, looking for the outer garments to rend, but finding that somebody had already torn them. Then look for those yellow stars. Somewhere, the crackle of Lockheed plays in his head as a backbeat to her mother refrains and the melody of Seder strains where, as a child, he would ask who he was in five parts. And every year, he would get his answers spoken from the mouth of the Haggadah. And if you question for a moment Wonder if the song in his head is real or if history is a liar, then remember that somewhere a lime pit had opened its mouth and swallowed his mother. Nicole, thank you very much. Powerful beginning to our show today. I really appreciate you reading that poem as well as submitting it to our special issue. Well, thank you. Um, and you're in, you're in Columbus, right? I always like to mention where people are from so we get a sense of uh, of, of, of how wide-reaching the show is. Yes, yes, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Well, great. Well, thanks for, uh, for calling in, for being a regular on the show. I, I certainly um, appreciate your, your comments about the, the potential of revisionist history. When I put out the call for submissions for this issue, um, one person wrote and, and said they were kind of sick of hearing about the Holocaust and what about the plight of this group of people or that group of people. And, and uh, you know, to, to commemorate the Holocaust is is not to slight the, the plights of any other people, but uh, certainly when, uh, you know, the, the main, one of the main lessons of the Holocaust is, is not forgetting that it happened, you know, and as we move into uh, a period of time when less and less people were actually there, it's probably more and more important that we, that we do things like this to, to, to remember it. So, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so we'll talk to you again soon. That was uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, moving right along uh, to a caller from the, let's see, the 207 area code. Hello. Hello. I was just wondering if there was more than one 207. <laughs> are, uh, hello, hello 207, are you there? Okay, this is, yes, this is PJ Knights. Hi, PJ. Hi. Long time no talk. 
Um, I figured I'd call in. We have a new issue of From East to West by Coastal Verse out that just came out last week, um, which is a 60-page PDF that's free. And you can either Google From East to West or go to geocities.com. Hello? Um, you know, the, the, the last part of what you just said cut out. Could you say the address? Yeah, I got, I, I got a, the, the woman saying I was in the host queue again. Um, the web address is geocities.com backslash pj underscore nights for okay. that issue. Um, and it's a PDF publication. Right. You can, there's an online viewer, so you can view it online, or you can download a free PDF. Cool. Well, you know, if it's not, I don't know if you're interested in doing this, but um, you, you don't have to say yes if it's not the right thing. But if you're interested, you could certainly submit that issue for the uh, ebook free for all. Uh, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of art in it, so it's a little over one megabyte. But okay, well then, I guess it wouldn't work out for that. But that's okay. Um, I hope many people download it. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Great. Let's hear it. No, go ahead. Okay. This is Sendazuru. Poetry is peace. Peace goes into the making of a poet as flour goes into the making of bread. Pablo Neruda. Am I still here? You're still here. Okay, I got now I'm off the host queue again. So this poem contains no morals to be pinned on trees, just a string of a thousand pretty words. Palimpsest, syzygy, polywogs, edelweiss, contrabass, gladioli, anemone, and so on. They belong to us and us to them. These words sprung from the teeth of our ancestors. May they carve us a new blue marble should the old not suffice. Let us gather stories from starlight and hearthstones, shake vowels in a bone cup, gather tales from rice paddies and shopping malls, craft lines to ride on the crest of the knife. As the dead take their place, give them words to rename our streets and villages to quell the battles. In John 21.3, Simon Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a-fishing, for the bombshell of understanding, for the celebration within us, for the recognition of ourselves and the prisoner. May the wisdom of words move us to madness, fold poems into origami birds, compose songs from the candle ends of our conversations, wish for us on a thousand paper cranes. Very nice, PJ. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to also mention, um, uh, you know, I, I said earlier that it had been a, a long time no talk. You were, of course, one of the judges of last summer's uh, Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest, so it's nice to hear your voice again on Poetry Superhighway Live. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm always glad when people are, who, are judges the con who judge the contest don't end up saying, you know, I hate poetry now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot to read, but it was really interesting. Tell us where you're calling me uh, from again. I'm from Brunswick, Maine. Brunswick, Maine. Well, uh, good luck with the new issue. And do you, do you want to give the website one more time? Sure. It's From East to West by Coastal Verst, and it's geocities.com backslash pj underscore nights. Excellent. Well, thanks again for calling in. Thank you very much. It was uh, PJ Knights calling from Brunswick, Maine. We um, are going to move on to our next caller in just one second. Uh, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Uh, there's a chat room. When you go to the, the Blog Talk radio page, you're probably there now, so there's no need to 
tell you <laughs> if you're, if you're, uh, where it is, but you can click on the chat room. Many people are there, and you can comment on people's readings or converse with each other. You can all, you're also welcome to send me a private instant message. Uh, my screen name on AOL Instant Message is Rick Poet. Uh, so if you've got something you want to say uh, or make a comment uh, without being in the chat room, you're welcome to to uh, comment there. Uh, welcoming now a caller from the 214 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hi. It's Dan Kasten. How are you? Hi, Dan. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. It's kind of deceiving because I have a 214 number from Dallas, but as you know, I've moved to Ohio recently. <laughs> never never I've, bothered to get a phone number. I've been thinking about nothing nothing else, but uh, <laughs> where, where, where in Ohio are you? I'm in Poland, which is outside of Youngstown. See, that's also deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, yes. Anyway, that's kind, of like being, uh, that's kind of like being from Czechoslovakia and Nebraska. That's true. Or where I really grew up outside of St. Louis. There are a lot of cities in Missouri that have other states or country names like Cuba, Missouri, Nevada, or Nevada, Missouri, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I did hear Missouri was was considering seceding and becoming its own continent. Really? Well, considering it's that landlocked, it probably has a good opportunity to succeed at that. Something about a giant moat was in the works. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure the rest of the United States probably wouldn't really mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a cruel thing to say. Well, my, my, my mother-in-law... But, well, my mother-in-law has is, is, is just flown there uh, from Allentown, Pennsylvania, to go to a shoe sale. So I, I, I think that perhaps it, it is thought of in, in more higher regard in, in certain circles. Well, let's see. The Brown Shoe Company is from St. Louis. Perhaps she is going to the mother of all shoe sales. I, I will have to take your word for it. <laughs> so, Dan, you, you, you also submitted for the special issue this week. So let's, let's hear your poem. I did. Okay, well, this is called The Lower Fear, and um, this is actually the second piece I've written. I think I wrote one submitted a couple of years ago called the, uh, the Butterflies of Auschwitz, which um, actually wrote after performing in Edith Stein, which uh, essentially is a play about a nun um, who actually was a, was a convert who um, joins a convent and uh, gets visited by um, some folks, and it's a very moving play about uh, a little bit about the Holocaust as well. But I wrote this particular piece. Um, actually, it's um, a lot of it has to do with just this time of year. And I was listening to, oddly enough, Kol Nidri, which I realize is for the atonement period. Um, but it's a very moving piece of music, and I started listening to it and um, thinking, you know, um, as moving of a, of a place in history as what the Holocaust is, um, there's never really a bad time to listen to Kol Nidri if you are thinking in solemn, atoning ways, and uh, certainly the Holocaust brings that to mind. So having said that, here is The Lower Fear uh, by me, Dan Kasten. I listen to a cello plays deeply and soulfully. A harp joins in offering distant yet gentle compassion. In this moment lives remembrance, remembrance and sorrow. Stones for those who passed with a people's dignity, a blank canvas to the lone violinist. Each note a tear, a personal history of cloth stars sewn to ripped garments, pictures of lives enjoying picnics before the lower fear. Look skyward for any outward signs of spring, 
for butterflies, for insight into God's master plan, purposefully placed one octave too high for us to reach without requisite pain, at which time I ask myself, is there ever a bad time to listen to Kul Nidri? Hmm. Glad to have that piece in this issue. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I like um, everything you're doing. Well, <laughs> the things you're aware of, anyway. <laughs> um, Dan, thank you. Thank you very much for calling in and for the support. Um, I, uh, I certainly uh, think that uh, the, the idea of listening to Cole Nidre, uh, you know, outside of the box of the High Holy Days is a valid thing to do. And uh, uh, one of the lessons of that time period is probably to be mindful and the best person you can be all year round, not just save it up for one day of atonement. So, so, uh, so good thoughts, and uh, thank you for sharing that work. Thank you so much, Rick. Have a good afternoon. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. That was a Dan Caston calling from Poland, Ohio. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, so the way I identify people, of course, is by the phone number that you're calling in from that appears in my uh, control panel here. Sometimes folks call in with a blocked number, and I have no way of identifying you. It shows up as a series of ones. So I just put someone on the air with a blocked call. Uh, I guess if you're on the air and you think you might have a caller ID blocking, why don't you say hello? Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi. Uh, Vachin. Uh, Roland. Oh, Vach- yeah. Hi, Roland. How are you, Rick? I'm doing good, thanks. Good, good. I would happy. I would say uh, happy Yom HaShoah day, but I don't think the two words are happy and uh, Shoah, uh, you know, go together very well. I would concur. Yeah. You're you're a, a caller, of course, from the Southern California area. Yes, some of us are blocked here. <laughs> Is this a, a, you know, are you in the witness protection program or? Why the block number? Um, I I audit children's charities, and the reason I use a the uh, poet named Vachin is so that my clients don't find out that um, their auditor is a pervert and reads poetry <laughs> online. Well, it's probably wise uh, that that uh, you clearly put some thought into this, and uh, well done. Okay. So let's hear your poem. The poem uh, is uh, from a experience of of mine in Amsterdam. It's called uh, I Amsterdam. I saw the dam, heavy stones and mortar, set between tidal floods and canal-side houses. For one home's tour, I stood behind two New Jersey Jewesses, big dyed hair and diamonds. Projected on the wall, an old newsreel, a wave of black shirts marching in a stadium, the Fuhrer's thin arms flail above his podium. On the opposite wall, the film's flicker animates Anne Frank's portrait. At my elbow, a toothy blonde, blue-eyed son, cherub white face, Renankel on his name tag, snaps a Sig Heil salute, His teacher hurls a finger of scorn in his face. Loose diamonds fall through the oven grate. I can't breathe for the odor of burnt hair. Hard rain falls on me all day. Copper gutters overflow. 
pallid gulls in damned square are soaked, will not fly. I cannot love Ranenkel. I have no other choice but to pray for willingness to hold bricks in the dike against the next Shoah. Well, there was nothing uh, uh, perverted about that, uh, Roland. <laughs> Thank you for uh, sharing that. When were you in Amsterdam? Oh, a couple of years ago at a conference of, uh, of Greens, people who were studying metrics for uh, social responsibility, corporate uh, behavior, if those words belong together. And it's become a movement since then. It's very uh, well uh, established now in, in, on the planet, which I think is a very good thing. Yeah, you know, and uh, so you took time to go to the Anne Frank house when you were there. My wife and I were there a couple of years ago oh. as well, and it's it's extraordinary, you know, to the place. It's just a normal place, you know. It's right. it's a house, um, or was a house, a museum now, of course, and, mm. you know, down the street there's a restaurant, there's a canal, there's people sitting outside, you know, enjoying themselves. There's mm. people live across the street, and it's what, what's... what's uh, I think striking about it is not how extraordinary the place is, but how ordinary it is, and 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 as a result, what happened there being so bizarre and awful. Right, that's true. Ellie Wiesel talks about that, about the mundane, and and that the mundanity of uh, however you say that, that that word of the of you know what happened in the Holocaust, not only that Holocaust, but any. Holocaust and and you know, the normality of uh, of society at the same time in parallel. Yeah, it's right. a frightening place. It was to me. Well, Roland, thanks for calling in and and uh, sharing your work and for sending that piece in for this issue. Good. Thanks for asking. Take care, Rick. You too. Bye-bye. Roland Vassen calling from uh, elsewhere in Southern California. Moving along now to a caller from the eight six three area code. Hello. Um, um, hello, Rick. I'm Noreen. He- hello, Rick. I'm Noreen Ann Jenkins, and I got a poem, My Best Friend, and it is in my book, You'll Learn to Love Me. Noreen, where are you calling from again? Um, Lake Wells, Florida. Lake Wells, Florida. Great. Let's right. hear I called uh, last week. I mean, last month. I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome. Okay. Um, my Best Friend. As I was taking a walk... I noticed a huge crowd over yonder. I went over there to see what was going on. I couldn't believe it's happening to my best friend. I saw those cruel men put a crown of thorns on his head till there was blood. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Then, oh, my Jesus, they beat Jesus with a leather strap till you can see only bones sticking out of his back. Oh, how awful! Oh, how terrible! How can those men be so cruel to him? I asked a stranger why they're doing this, and he said, He's guilty. Guilty? But he's an innocent man. He's my best friend. Then I turned away from him and looked up. Oh, my God! They're nailing his wrists and ankles to the cross. Stop! Stop! He's an innocent man. He's the Son of God. I love Jesus. He's my best friend, the best friend that I've ever had. Don't do this to him. Don't you see? He's innocent. Oh, my Jesus, you can't be dead. 
I love you. I love you, Jesus. Sobbing, I walked away very slowly to my house. Very lonely, because he's gone. Three days later, I awoke from a horrible nightmare. Then, then, there I saw him. Oh, Jesus, you are alive. Oh, my Jesus. He spoke clearly. I'm making a home for you in heaven. When you die, you're going to be with me for being so faithful to me. I love you so much that I was willingly to die on the cross for you. But now I arose again. Noreen, great. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. I'm, I'm, also part, I'm also participating in the um, April Poma Day with um, a Poetic Assize with Robert Brewer for this month. Wonderful. Okay. Happy uh, National Poetry Month to you. Okay, thank you, and the same to you. Thanks for okay. calling in. Okay, and, and thank you for having me. And um and in my, and my website is um www.freewebs.com backslash Noreen and Jenkins. Great. Well, I hope people uh, check out your website. Thanks again for calling in, uh, Noreen Jenkins from uh, Lake Wells, Florida. Um, a repeat caller here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in if you'd like to share your work is six four six. 716-7362. This is Poetry Superhighway Live, our monthly worldwide open reading, a uh, regular project of the Poetry Superhighway website, which you can find at poetrysuperhighway.com. The uh, next caller is from the 561 area code. Hello. 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 I'm 561. Did you call my name, Rick? Yes, I did. It sounds like Martin Steele. That's me, yeah. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Thanks, thanks very much. I see your second year running. You've included me in your collection of the Holocaust poems and writings. Yes, I did. Thank you for submitting work for that. Yes, well, that was a very, it was a pleasant, uh, a very pleasant repast. Thanks very much. So I got your email. You said to call in and read our poems and that. So does that still go? Yes, I'm. I w that's why I just put you on the air so we can hear your poem. Let's hear it. Okay, well, it's, uh, you, you'll notice that last year's poem concerned, concerned children, and this poem concerns children as well. Uh, it emanates from a, a picture I saw taken at Belson about 15 years ago of, of six little children looking into a camera before they met their deaths. Anyway, this is called Bring Back the Children. The barbed wire enclosure bristles. A gaunt gowlighter looks on. He's amused. He laughs as he shoulders his cold steel steps. Red-blue eyes start bleeding from sad songs, and lost words of lost testaments, red eyes bleed from dank, deep, desolate dirges of sad children's songs sashed in rags, hidden in last year's religious guises. There's rage and fright in the eyes of fresh arrivals who seek lost, transparent ghosts melted down to warm wax that spreads new stains on brick kennel walls, washed by clean daily blood, one so pure as petals on white roses, churning grey cement to joyless red. Promised pledges are lost on page one of a family book. Fresh fruit promises fade remorselessly. remorselessly. 
They hang from broken trees, alongside haughty smoking stacks, substituting soot and grime and stench for lost laughter in children's eyes, fleeing this drunken stable of broken promises and unfulfilled dreams. Help! Leave the children to a cold, thin stream, standing central in the dawn. Show them views of life and last reflections of unsurviving quicksand genes. genes. Pause. Help search for minutes of those long-lost lifetimes, eons of thoughts lost and packed in thin air, around fine ashes once so far scattered, now lying lost in the strokes of dead-leaf pendulums in a disused suburban mall. Don't stare at your thoughts. Walk on by and pray in soft undertones of grey. Hear a last goodbye echoing to nowhere, kindling with soft salt tears for warmth, forever staining cheeks with the unwashable joyless tears that coagulate again, indelibly against the gull lighters, mason steps, leaning lazily and drunkenly in a forgotten, dissipated warlord's unused blackened broom room, nestling with his mixed eternal curse. The long-gone children seek him, they want back a little, of, little more of life. If he will trade, they will be forever eternal grateful. Martin, thank you very much for sharing that piece and for participating in this issue. Uh, you're in uh, Delray Beach, Florida, yes? That's right, yes. Um, and you said you, uh, you were at uh, the Bergen-Belsen uh, camp? You visited there? Well, I didn't go into to be honest with you. I've gone up past most of them, but I just, I'd just i seen so many pictures and the desolation, the, the lost hope that, uh, you know, just being in that environment, when you go to Munich and you go to the camps, walk past the camps there, you can sort of just feel what went on without actually having going into, into the camps. And I found that made a very profound impression on me. And uh, I wrote these two pieces and I've written a few other pieces as well, but it was the children mainly that uh, that really uh, hit me. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly an image that uh, that that resonates with many people. Uh, the idea that uh, you know children are are, are being targeted. Uh, it, you know, well, it's I don't know what to say about that. It's a it's a powerful image. But uh, Martin, thank you very much for calling in and sharing your piece. Thanks, Rick. Nice talking to you. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Too. By uh, Martin Martin Steele, regular caller from Delray Beach, Florida, also a participant in the special Yom HaShoah issue. If you go to Poetry Superhighway Live, click on Poets of the Week, you can see all 32 poets who uh, who uh, are in this year's issue. We're moving to, let's see, um, looks like a, another blocked call. Um, if you uh, if you're there, say hello. 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 Yes. Uh, this is Don. Sorry that the block number came up. Well, I was okay. going to read uh, Eight Was Too Many, which is about the Holocaust. That's based on uh, Finland and the Holocaust by Hannu Rautkalio, the rescue of Finland's Jews. It's uh, in the Holocaust library. But instead, I wanted to go to what I think is behind what occurred. And this poem is entitled Ichthyology. And it's for my teacher, Dr. Gustavo Gutierrez. One, this happens in a South American coastal village five minutes before 
a fishing cooperative is founded. The dust of the streets windlessly catches the air. Broken nets stretch unmended. Their broken boats are beached unattended. Broken men, broken women sit with their broken children, wishfully thinking of fish of which there is not. Broken men compound their women. The women turn to fracture their children of fish to break. There are whispers, but a fish to break with bread there is not. Hail boat full of fish, life is with you. Blessed are you among boats. Blessed is your bellied catch. Only fish eaten to live. Come to us now, or this shall be the hour of our death. Amen. Two, the Bear River in Hemingways, Michigan. Trout belong in deep ponds. Slow stops on this stream. Measures for length of line and time hooked on fishing. The line's living end, the filamental worm incited by the trout either by smell or wave is finely nibbled at. A quick jerk sets the hook. A steady reeling in surfaces the fish without a net. The blinking trout must somehow be thrown to one of the stream's sides. But in the mid-air of the mid-toss, the trophy trout bankrupts, bankrupts off both hook and expectation. Three. Poem as fish. You splay the caught brain food. Now debone the word delicately enough to keep both flesh halves whole. So that's the poem. And what I want to mention in this is that, you know, there's an old saying give a man a fish. He eats for a day. Teach him how to fish. He feeds himself for life, unless his greed has netted all the fish away. Don, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I'm going to uh, be a little short with you because uh, we've got a long list of callers, and I want to see if we get to as many people as possible in the 20 minutes that we have left. But thank you so much for calling. And so you're calling from Sonoma, California, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, well, thanks for calling in again. Good to hear your voice, and thanks for sharing that piece. Okay. That was uh, Don calling from uh, uh, upstate California, uh, uh, if I may apply the word upstate to to uh, this state. It is uh, uh, Sonoma, California. Moving along to another blocked caller. Hello, if you're calling from a blocked number, say hi. This is Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. How are hey, you Michael. doing, Rick? I'm doing good, How are you doing? I wanted to make sure I got in today because it's National Poetry Month, and I know you have other callers. So first I want to say congratulations on another uh, issue. It's a, it's a very worthwhile and noble project, um, the Yom HaShoah issue. I wasn't able to send in anything this time because I just didn't have anything. I don't, I don't write, you know, unless I, it's natural. Uh, but I will read from the second issue one, a short imagistic one that was occurred in there. Uh, before I do, would you like me to say briefly some of the things that have gone on in my vicinity for National Poetry Month? I'll leave that up yeah. to you. Yeah, I think okay. uh, this month we're going to skip that because I really do have a ton of callers on. And I, okay, I no, problem. 
no problem other than that we did have some uh, good events here at the university and also at the museum. But the poem from the second issue entitled Holocaustic, no water drips from a shower head that is seeping. That was from issue two. It's been modified a little bit since then because that is an ongoing thing. Well, Rick, good talking to you. Happy National Poetry Month. To you as well. Thanks for calling in today, uh, Michael. Okay, I look, Birmingham, I look, okay great. Trying to take it easy. There's a Michael, a repeat caller from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, moving right along to a caller from the uh, 818 area code. Hello. Rick? Yes. Is Who? This, uh, John? John Epstein? John Epstein, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Good, man. Sorry I had it on speakerphone. I didn't realize, uh, you know, electronic uh, devices and such. I'm good. Story of my life. Yeah. Hey, congratulations on the issue, and uh, it's really an honor to be part of it. Uh, thank you for uh, submitting uh, work to it, John, um, and I'd love to hear your piece. Okay. Well, thank you. This is entitled Yoni. Yoni, put the candlesticks on the table, please. Bobby, why does Zadie have those little numbers on the inside of his arm? They're from the camps back in Poland. Why do they put numbers on his arm? When I go to camp, we just get name tags on the first day. Yoni, they were different camps, not summer camps. They were ugly places where Hitler's men put many, many, many Jews away and killed them. Grandma? Why do you have so many questions today, Yoni? Here, put the borscht in the refrigerator. Bobby, Rabbi Ron told us to ask questions, many questions, and to never stop asking them. I asked him, what if they were dumb questions? He said the only questions that were dumb were the ones that we didn't ask. Bobby, why don't you have any numbers on your arms? I left the old country with my mama and papa before this insane man Hitler came into power. Bobby, we talked about the Seine River in class today. Is that like Hitler is insane? No, boy, chick, the Seine River is far away in Europe. Do you want to see a picture of it? Sure, Grandma, let me see the picture. Wow, it's so big and wide. It looks really slow. Is it long, too? Yes, it's very long. It stretches far and flows all through France. Did you finish your matzo and herring? Grandma, I don't like the fish. It's not a good snack. It says pickled on the jar, but there's no pickles, just stinky fish. I don't want to eat it. Did the herring come from the Seine River? Bobby, what's all that noise outside? What's Papa hammering on? Didn't you see the broken window when he parked in the driveway? No, Grandma, but I saw that big black X-y kind of cross on the wall. It looks like someone used spray paint. I think I saw that symbol in Sunday school. The rabbi called it a swastika. No, boy, chick, it's called a swastika. It's a dreadful Nazi seminal symbol. There are still people that don't like us Jews. Bobby, why do men like Hitler want to hurt other people that aren't doing anything to them? Yoni, I don't know but I think it's because they're afraid of their own death and dying. Grandma, that sounds crazy. Why can't they just be like the sane and flow?
a great last line, John. Um, kind of a Francophile, and anything that has to do with France always makes me happy. So, uh, nice vision there, and thank you for sharing that piece. Thanks, man. See you Tuesday. All right, Seth. Looking forward to it. Um, All right, buddy. That was John Epstein calling from Calabasas, California. Tuesday is referring to the uh, weekly open reading I host at the Cobalt Cafe in Southern California in Canoga Park, which you're more than welcome to come to if you're in the Southland or what the hell fly here. We do it every single Tuesday. It's uh, Tuesday to go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash cobalt, and you can, you can learn all about it. John Epstein from Calabasas, California. Moving along to another part of L.A. looks like a caller from the 323 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, uh, what the hell is here? We do it every single Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. You're going to have to turn down your computer and listen onto the phone. Who am I talking to? Okay. Hi. I'm Maria Hall. Uh, Rick, I think I emailed you a couple times online. And um, I have a poem called Taking the Fall. Great. And, let's hear it. Okay. Goes, Sometimes life is all you can bear. Sometimes you wish you weren't even here. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you have to say at all. Sometimes you're always the one taking the fall. It's the people who try too hard that stumble and fall. What's the use in trying when you're always wrong? You can't make me feel small. Charity is the key to being carefree. You don't always have to be the best. You just have to be the best to me. That's it. <laughs> Maria, great. Uh, thanks for sharing that. You're, you're from here in Southern California, I'm guessing, by your phone number? Yeah, West Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, and thank Great. you so much, Rick, and thank you for everything you do. I think it's really amazing. I did a poet uh, book switch, and I thought that was really great. So thank you for oh, everything. Cool. My pleasure. Well, come by the Cobalt some Tuesday night and, and read live in person. I will, definitely. Thank you. No problem. Okay. That's Maria calling from West Hollywood. I'm trying to just get through everyone. We've got 15 minutes left, and I've got eight people on the lines. I don't know that I'm going to get to everyone, but we'll do the best that we can. So, uh Moving along, I've got a, a caller. Uh, let's see, another blocked number. If you're calling from a blocked number, say hi. Hello? Hello. Hi, um, this is Alicia Dramer from Painted Press, New York. Hi, how you doing? Hi. Good. Um, I think you just listed, I have a, a new web page um, full of crow, and I think you just listed us on Poetry Superhighway, so thank you for that. My pleasure. Um, the poem I'm going to read. <laughs> the poem I'm going to read today is called Oasis. After a night filled with torrent dreams, my head caught barrel rolling in tubular waves close to the ocean floor. I awake to hieroglyphics on your ceiling, scripted in sunlight. It is a strange language, transitory and threaded with arced light. It is written as if Urim and Thummim have come to show the way, to lay down omens in which to follow. We lie next to each other, silent, and I still feel the depths of your reach, the pulsing connection, both primal and tender, laced with underestimated importance. Two lives make one for a handful of moments, changing fates. My eyes close as you trace the edge of my shirt, Skin still warm with sleep, you make a map for this caravan, plodding camels in heavy silence, sun and wind in dreams of water, until your fingers find the oasis. I meet you there at this new place where life turns and twists with easy agitation, and words become more felt than spoken, 
where glyphs on the wall move mountains and satisfy kings. Very nice, Alicia. Thank you. Yeah, tell us the name of the website again. Um, the website is called um, Full of Crow. It's www.fullofcrow.com. And we have uh, poetry and fiction and art there. Is it something that people can submit to as well as, as read Yes, work we do on? have submission guidelines there. Yes, we have um, flash fiction, regular fiction, poetry, haiku, um, um, artwork, photography, all sorts of things, interviews and um, essays coming. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for calling in today and, and, and being a new Poetry Superhighway participant. Well, thank you so much. That was uh, Alethea calling from uh, Painted Post, New York. Fantastic name of a place. Um, moving right along, let's see. Um, it says NH NHL Franchise. Do I have a hockey team yeah. calling in? <laughs> no, can you hear me? I can. Ah, good. No, I'm actually, I'm from Sweden. I'm just listening in there on the net. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Where in Sweden? I live in Stockholm, the capital city of right. Sweden. What's your name? Um, I just want, my name is Karen. Karen. Do you have a poem yeah. you want to read? Yeah, I do. I do. I haven't, I haven't named it yet because I wrote it like five minutes ago. This program was an inspiration, but uh, I can read it right, uh, right up. Let's hear it. It doesn't matter how long you may stand. Nothing beats you as hard as the beating you take while you fall. For so many years, you've been standing up straight. You pres presented yourself as the father we never had. We did fine without you. There was no one here who needed you. You weren't ever one of us. Stepdad, you never got closer than that. Don't you ever turn this way again. Glare out of the window of yours. We don't want to see you anymore. We, the siblings that ain't yours. Karen, that's, that's wonderful. And, and uh, you have the, uh, the honor of being our first caller ever from Sweden. <laughs> it's an honor of mine. Uh, great well, show. Got to give that. Cool. Well, we do it every month. Tune in again, and I hope to hear uh, your work next time around, too. Uh, hopefully I'll write more, more in English then, so I've got to start it up. <laughs> well, thank Glad you to a lot. Inspire All right, take it easy. That was uh, Karen calling from Stockholm, Sweden. Fantastic. Moving right along to a caller from the uh, 661 area code. Hello. Oh, hi, Rick. Hello. Yeah, this is Paul Hillwig. Can you hear me? Paul. Yeah, where are you yeah. calling from, Paul? Uh, I'm in Southern California, too. It's called uh, Fraser Park. I'm about, oh, an hour's drive north of you. Oh, up in the mountains. Yeah, right. Great. You're, you're one of the, the people who participated in this year's Yom HaShoah issue. Thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a short one. Let me read it real quick here, if that's okay. Absolutely. It's inspired by uh, Francois Villon's uh, Testament. Um, and the title is Death. Death, I appeal your harshness. Having robbed me of both my parents, my best friend, and my childhood friend too, you remain unsatisfied. And that's just personal loss. I don't even want to think about the Holocaust 
or Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, and all the other wars. But still, you remain unsatisfied, waiting for all of humanity to languish too. Okay, thank you, Rick. Death is definitely very patient. Um, uh, Paul, thanks for calling in. I, I call in again. Uh, uh, maybe earlier next time we'll have more of a chance to talk, um, but I appreciate you participating in the issue, and thanks for being a caller. Okay, thank you, Rick. Uh, bye now. Bye. That was uh, Paul calling from Fraser Park, uh, uh, just north of uh, north of the L.A. area in, in the mountains. Uh, hello, caller from the 310 area code. Hello. Hello. Hello, Rick. Yes, this is uh, Nick Fagan. Hi, Nick. Hi, Rick. <laughs> what, do, what do you got for us? I um, have a short little poem for you, and uh, I'll do it for you now. And uh, here it is. On wheels, I roll. On air, I expand. On scandal, I blush. On hyperbole, I swear. On love, I digress. On gravity, I'm bound. Well, I'll think of that poem uh, every time I don't float away. Awesome. That is awesome, Rick. Nick, you're, you're calling from Southern California, too. What city are you in? I'm in Santa Monica. Santa Monica, lovely. Yeah, I, you. We've. Uh, I've been to the Cobalt. I've read at the Cobalt recently. No, I know, but uh, I'm just, you know, uh, uh, want to let everyone who's listening, who may not be from Southern California, or who I may not uh, know from the Cobalt, or you know, to know who you are. We've got people from Sweden listening, for God's sakes. Which is awesome. All right, thanks for calling in and, and calling again. All right, Nick. All right, Rick. Take care. You too. Nick calling from Santa Monica, California. Moving along, going to try to squeeze as many people in as possible. I've got a caller, uh, blocked call. Yay, another blocked caller. Hello, blocked caller. Hello. Hi. C- Rick? Yep. Oh, th- this is Charlotte Innes calling. Oh, hi, Charlotte. Hi. I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it in. I did make it, yes. Um, I'll go ahead and read my poem quickly since you don't have much time. Um, and thank you for doing the Holocaust issue. Um, this poem is in it. Um, and it's called The Rain Lashes with Anger as Though It Wished to Flush Everything Out of the World. And that's a quote um, from a diary that was found um, of a 14-year-old boy called Yitschok Rudashevsky who lived in the ghetto in Vilna in Lithuania. And it's the last quote in his diary, April 1943. This is the poem. There are times the mind flows like rainwater, seeping through cracks under windowsills, pouring down inside walls, crumbling plaster, pooling, rotting floors, water molecules grouping and regrouping, as thoughts do, gorillas, sneaking up paths of least resistance, armies, dissolving almost everything except some impenetrable essence. Sugar crystals, say, or rocks separated from cliff faces by rain's pressure, as anger, felt or dealt out, remains the same collection of letters, as flush connects embarrassed red with disposal of excrement. There are times the mind rains down words to address or undress horrors not readily expressed. 
Like water we cannot see, filling these body bags slung on bones, these thinking, moving miracles that can nevertheless be pulled apart easily, crushed, drained, ground, burned, buried, yet leaving a residue, a book or a boy's sentence, a pause in the world's thoughts, until the next time, until a boy or girl in a ghetto tries again against a rain of lashes to write. That's it. Fantastic, Charlotte. I, I really appreciate you reading that. Uh, well, well read, and uh, and uh, just an honor to have that piece in this particular issue. Oh well, I feel honored too, Rick. Thank you so much for what you do. <laughs> no problem. And uh, you're, I, I know you're also calling from Los Angeles. I I implore you to come to the Cobalt sometime and, and read in the open reading. And I, and I hope you have the chance to call back into this show as well. Oh well, thank you very much, Rick. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Right. That was a. Charlotte Innes calling from uh, here in Southern California. Um, you can read her, her work on, on our special issue. I've got three minutes left. I don't know that I'm going to be able to uh, get to get. I've got two callers left. I, uh, we've got one more block caller. Hello. Did someone just get on the air? Perhaps not. Okay, maybe we can fit in the caller from the uh, 209 area code. Um, are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, Rick. Hey, it's AJ. Hey, AJ. You got something What's really it? quick you can read. I got like I got like literally one minute left. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm going to try for it. Sorry. I. I. You know. I. It told me to press one if I wanted to get on. I was actually just listening. So sorry about that. Oh. Um, okay. Maybe I'll try next time. Okay. I couldn't get oh. it on the web because it was really staticky. Oh, I see. So you had to listen on the phone. Okay. Well, uh, AJ, nice to hear you. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Sorry to screw up your show. <laughs> it's, you didn't at all. It's 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 nice to hear a familiar voice in the, in the waning seconds of our of our program. Um, um cool. Well, uh, take it easy and and have a lovely afternoon. You too, Rick. That was uh, AJ, not reading a poem from here in Southern California, uh, just listening in. Well, well, guys, we've just got a. a uh, a minute left here, so unfortunately I, I, we're out of time to, to take other callers. Um, but I want to thank everyone for calling in. We, we put more callers on the air than we ever have in our in our hour-long broadcast here, and uh, a lot of people calling in who've been in a special issue uh, this week. You can uh, you can check out all the poets. There are 32 poets who've written uh, poems. Uh, in, in, mem in memory of the Holocaust in conjunction with our special issue for Yom HaShoah, the Yom HaShoah Holocaust Remembrance Day is this Tuesday. You can read all 32 poems by clicking on Poets of the Week from the uh, Poetry Superhighway website. Um, I apologize to the people who we didn't get in. We just simply ran out of time, and, and if you listen to the show, you know I'm, it was kind of uh, rushing, rushing through uh, the last, uh, oh, dozen or so people. Um, and if you've listened in the past, you know I like to spend more time talking with people and getting to know where you are and where you're from. So hopefully uh, you'll, you'll call back in. The earlier you call in, the, the more likely you are to get on the show. And it's always good to hear where people are from and what their poetic involvements are. So uh, again, thanks everyone uh, for listening uh, from Florida and Ohio and Maine and Alabama and Southern California and uh, 
painted post-New York and uh, Sweden, of all places. Uh, great to have everyone here. Uh, don't forget to participate in the Great Poetry uh, eBook Free for All. Just put together an eBook of your poetry. Click on the link at the uh, Poetry Superhighway website, and all the info is there. And for uh, one 24-hour period, your book and every other eBook will be freely available for people to download. It's a cool, fun project. And one of the ways that we expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. This is Rick Looper of the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, you can listen to this show and all of our shows in the archive. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening.